The work hours for a professional working in athletics can fluctuate. That's why the University of Cincinnati Online designed a Master of Sports Administration program that is both flexible and 100% online. Connect and build relationships with other students, alumni working in athletics, and their experienced staff. The best part? You can graduate in as little as one year. Unsure about going back to school? UC Online has a team of student success coordinators ready to guide you from start to graduation. Reach out and learn more about UC Online today. Your resume is still super, super valuable. You have to have it. You have to make it as great as you can because there's so much technology that is weeding through and saying, this person's on a match, this person's on a match, this person is. You need to make sure you're nailing the resume more than ever. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. I have a great question from a fan today about resume stuff. And I have to tell you, I always cycle back when questions come in about resumes. I always go back to my friend, Don Costante, who's been on the podcast before. I've been on his podcast before. He works for the Kansas City Royals. And he said, your resume is the most important document you'll ever create. And that sticks out in my mind so much when the topic of career advice comes up and so many of the topics we tend to jump into. So when a fan writes in with a question about their resume, I feel obligated to handle it and to dig in because it is such an important part of how you will present yourself to the marketplace, how you will be perceived, how you will be evaluated. So let's kick this off with a great question from Uriel in Pennsylvania. Hi, Brian. I'm starting my junior year of college studying in sports management, and I feel my resume really needs some help. Three-part question. Are resumes still relevant or has technology surpassed the need? Can I use AI to generate my resume? And finally, what are some of the best practices to make sure I nail this? Uriel, this is an awesome question. And again, I felt compelled to answer it. And well, it was a three great questions. So I am going to dig in. I think this is a perfect time to address this because we're in the fall season. A lot of people are going back to school. There's a focus again on all those instrumental pieces and parts of what makes you available and attractive to the job marketplace. We are starting to see more of a hiring swing. A lot of our numbers have started to go up at work in sports and iHire.com as we see more employers start to hire, more jobs posted. We see more candidates registering on the site and trying to take a look at what's available out there. Just some positive momentum is starting to happen there. So it's a great time to check in and say, hey, let's take a look at my resume and see if I've got this maximized. I'm going to frame this for you, a college junior, but I'm also going to be giving tips in here that will apply to anyone. So let's start going through your questions one by one. The first one, are resumes still relevant or has technology surpassed the need? I like this perspective. I haven't been asked this one before. And it does feel like, you know, technology changes just about everything. And a resume has kind of been the same for a long time. And it's a sheet of paper and you hand it in or you email it to somebody or you whatever. Well, I actually would say technology has increased the need to improve upon and refine your resume. Here's what I mean. The technology has surrounded the resume. So your document that still lets the world know what you're capable of, you can replicate on LinkedIn, and that's a certain way for you to make your digital portfolio out there. And that's important. That's an important part of how you operate. It's one key tool or distribution network for your brand. But when you're applying for jobs, 
the resume is still that most important part. That is still the tried and true way that uh, employers are able to identify you. But what I mean by the technology surrounding the resume is really the applicant tracking system and the content-based searching and filtering and AI generated a lot of times technology to discover and to reduce the number of applicants down to that discoverable key segment. And here's what I mean by that. You're the Cleveland Guardians. You're Malin Vu for the Cleveland Guardians, our, our friend who's a director of talent acquisition for the team. You post a job, you get 700 resumes. Her and her team looked through every one of them. That's what she told me. But a lot of other organizations will say, okay, 700 resumes, a lot of these are not going to be qualified for this job. Here are the main skills I need to make sure somebody has. You, applicant tracking system, go do the work for us. Go find the 50 best matches that fit what we need for this role. So what I mean by that and why I say the technology is surrounding the resume is that going about it the same old way of creating your resume one time and set it and forget it. That's just what I have. That's, that's how I'm represented is not going to match the direction of our industry, which is to focus so much on, do you have the skills to match the needs of this job? You know, there used to be a time when I was first starting out, I will fully admit this. A lot of people were hired based on potential, based on where they went to school, based on what their major was. Now it's like, what skills do you have that can that can fit this job so we can get hit the ground running and have you productive in a short time frame? You need to make sure you're focused on your resume more than ever to make sure it's matching the demands of the job that you're applying for. I've always told everybody, go through job descriptions, look for those key terms and skills and responsibilities in the job description and make sure that they're referenced on your resume if you have them before you apply. So do a little bit of work, making sure you match the needs of the job and it's displayed as part of your, your resume. Well, as I've talked about this over years and as I've talked to our product team who's developing new tools and functions, we have developed a tool that does a lot of this for you. It's called Job X-Ray. And essentially, the way it works is you upload your resume onto workinsports.com as part of your account. And when you look at a job, you can turn on this option for Job X-Ray. And we are going to highlight all those key skills and terms in the job description for you and then tell you whether you have them represented properly on your resume and then give some suggestions on how you can make sure you leverage that thing that clearly this job needs and you get real-time scoring to tell you how you've done. So I've always described this pretty manual process of you look at job descriptions, you write down those skills that are important, you make sure they're on your resume. Well, now we have a tool that can do it for you, Job X-Ray, and it will cut down so much on your work and make sure every application that you present out there, that every time you're applying for a job, you have the best opportunity to be the right match. Because now put yourself in the shoes of an employer. I'm Maylin Vu. I just got 700 applicants. This person here who put a little legwork into their resume, who understood the demands and needs of this job, they stand out now out of the pack. They stand out because they have the right skills. And you were able to do it by leveraging a tool that works, helps you work really efficiently. So I'm going to get into the concept later of multiple versions of your resume, which will feed off of this a little bit. But this will give you why it's so important to make sure that your resume is still super, super valuable. It's essential. You have to have it. You have to make it as great as you can because there's so much technology that is weeding through and saying, this person's on a match, this person's on a match, this person is. You need to make sure you're nailing the resume more than ever. So now, Uriel, that gets us to our second question. Can I use AI to generate my resume? 
At WorkInSports.com, our premium members have access to a certified career advisor to help with salary negotiation, interviewing, networking tips, resume advice, you name it. You won't get that level of service anywhere else. Check out WorkInSports.com and get our team on your side. We do think this is a direction that people want to head, but I do want to clarify that AI does not replace you as a part of this process. It is a tool to help. So I want you to still make sure that you're taking an active role in the process and not just leave everything up to AI to create your whole deliverable here. Like I said, Don Castante and others have said, this is the most important document you make. you'll make. Don't leave it up to just anybody. Use AI as a tool to supplement what you're doing and then make sure it represents you in the way that you want it to. Make sure that you're adding in additional data points. Make sure that it encapsulates your being and brand so that it just it lines up with you. But I will tell you, we have developed tools that will help you create a, a mission statement, summary statement. Even though I have said many times on the show before, I'm not a huge fan of the summary statement. A lot of people use them. So we want to make sure you use a great one. It will create it for you. And then you can uh, tweak it to make sure it fits. It's all in our resume builder tools. And then I also would say, as you place in jobs and responsibilities, it will work to give you achievements and skills and bullet points that you can add to your resume. And I'm telling you, I was working with our product team on it today. We were trying to break it and put in some junky information and it was still popping out really great bullet points that that really fit the skill set and achievements you would get from one of your previous roles. I would say where I want you to still make sure that you're involved in and focused is that where can I insert my achievement metrics in this? Where can I say that I helped grow, grew Twitter followers 27% or that I uh, increased email engagement by 32% or that I reduced revenue expenditures by 92%? Figure out where those data points can fit in and make sure you're adding those as a bullet point because that shows proof of concept. That shows that you're actually a change agent, that you're not just really good at using words and, and verbs and power verbs to describe what you've done. You can actually show some data behind it. And that is a key, key, key component of how you operate. We have these tools. They are on workinsports.com. They are on iHire.com, our parent company that services 57 different verticals from iHire accounting to, well, just about everything in between. So use the tools that are there for you to get you going, to build you in this direction, and you'll be in a much better spot. Okay. Question number three, Uriel, uh, best practices for your resume. I always make an analogy this way. Football teams right now, they're in training camp right? They're, they're kicking butt. They're going through preseason games. They're doing roster cutdowns. They're refining their team. They're working through their base defense a lot. We're a three, four defense with, you know, blah, 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 whatever. This is how we operate. This is our standard. We master this technique, but for every game that's coming up, we add in new things. We adjust our game plan. We add a blitz package. We add additional stunts and twists and other things we think will attack the vulnerabilities of the other team. You need to take the same concept to your resume. So you're going to have a base version of your resume. It's going to be beautiful, beautifully created. It's going to encompass everything you've done. It's going to have bullet points that have data points in them. Uh, you're really going to feel good about this. But for every job you apply to, you need to go through and run that job x-ray tool that I just talked about, or you need to just do the manual work yourself to make sure your base version of your resume matches up well with this particular job you're applying to. Because that particular job you're applying to may say, we'd really like somebody that has X skill. And that might not be on your base resume, but it might be something you have. Or they might say, this is an absolutely imperative part. We need to have somebody that can do X. 
And yeah, you have it on your resume, but it's the fifth bullet point out of five on your second job. And you want to move it up to the number one bullet point. So it makes sure it gets seen. These little tips and tricks and techniques to make sure you are elevating what's important on that particular job you are applying for, because each job is so individual, will make a huge difference. If you're going to a a conference or a networking event, you bring your base resume because you don't know the requirements and you hand that out and you give it to people and it looks really pretty and whatever else. But when you're applying for a job, you tweak and you adjust. One more layer to this. When you are at an event or something like that, you may have a pretty formatted, nice layout, columns, graphs, whatever you want to have on there, right? No pictures, but that's a whole nother story. You have that version of your resume that you can print out and hand to somebody or deliver as a PDF. But if you're applying for a job online and you have to attach your resume, that's your signal that it's going to go through an applicant tracking system. And applicant tracking systems, the first thing they do is strip out all the formatting. When it does that, it can make your words seem out of order. So think about it this way. The computer and the applicant tracking system is going to read left to right like a book. And if you had columns of information, now it's reading across columns when it strips out all the formatting. It makes your resume into a gobbled mess. So you need to have a version of your resume that strips out all the formatting straight left to right, very easy to digest, not a lot of extra features or anything like that, just very basic to the point information dump on who you are and why you're great for this job. Okay. Number two bullet point on best practices, data cells. I mentioned this earlier. You should always have proof of concept data points that help to make your experience seem real and come to life. If you just tell me that you made a bunch of sales calls as an inside sales rep, that's not as powerful as saying, I made 70 calls a day and beat my closing quota by 103%. That's proof of concept. That's making it come to life to me. That seems like something that is believable and factual. I buy into that. Everybody buys into that. Use data wherever you can on your resume. Number three on best practices, focus on those marketable skills that align with that particular job. I got into it a little bit, but I want to stress it again, that you are creating a resume with purpose and alignment with this particular job you're applying for. Because every job is a little different in what they want. And while you may be a great marketer and have great sports marketing background, if you're applying for a very specific job for email marketing with the Baltimore Ravens, you want to make sure you're stressing all your email marketing expertise versus advertising or webinars or other uh, SEO type campaigns or whatever it may be, CPC, pay-per-click kind of campaigns. Those are all marketing activities that may be on your base resume. But for this job, you're looking at email marketing. Focus in there. Align with this job. Take your time and make sure you're aligning in purpose and an intention for the job that you're looking at. And then number four, the last best practice for you, Uriel, is you create your resume and make sure it matches as best you want it to, is that in your early resume, when you're a junior and senior in college and you're applying for your first jobs, don't bury the lead. Everyone tells you to do a chronological resume, which is true, and you will do that later in your life after you've had a good, firm job, a real one, okay? In your early resume, though, I don't worry as much about chronological order. I worry more about impact. And what I mean by that is if last summer, this past summer, you interned for the Indianapolis Colts, and then while you're back on campus, you worked as a waiter at a local restaurant. If you then apply for a job in the in January and you're like, well, I got to put the waiter first because that's my most recent job and then put the Indianapolis Colts second, 
that is not the right approach. Break those rules a little bit. Put the Indianapolis Colts up on the top of your page. Still put the dates on it. And I don't care that it's not in order. You're trying to make an impact and make an impression. And if somebody's going to take six seconds looking at your resume, because that's literally how long recruiters take, if they see an Indianapolis Colts, they're going to dig in deeper. If they see that you're a waiter, they might not look any further. I want you to give yourself the best chance to be noticed. So go put that top level experience top, top, top. I want you to list all of your internship experiences and then other experiences. You could layer in some of those more recent jobs you did and maybe try to connect the dots and say, worked on customer service skills as part of being a waiter, negotiated problems, you know, that kind of thing. Try to make it more about like, got all the food out on the table fast, give people the proper change, you know, that kind of stuff, like try to make it applicable. So I'm not saying don't include all your experiences, just top load it with those things that are related to the jobs that you want to do and have those names on them that are going to help you stand out in the eyes of a potential recruiter or hiring manager. So Uriel, my guy, I hope this was helpful for you. I think coming out of this, you're going to nail your resume. Use the tools I talked about on workinsports.com and on ihire.com because they are there to help you and will maximize your experience. For those of you that are part of our sports career game plan, which is our online learning program that is in almost 200 universities now across the nation and in Canada now to teach you all of these skills that will help set you up for success in your career. You have access to workinsports.com and ihire.com, the full suite of everything. You get the premium membership with your sports career game plan. So use these tools. That's how you leverage and get better and improve as you go. And that's how you're going to be ready to hit the marketplace, ready to make an impact. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate every single one of you. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next week.